Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is January 30th, 2024. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Evolution of a Witch Prompt Journal. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Freedom lies in being bold. Robert Frost. All right, so we're talking about time this week, and of course the herb, not the concept. And we talked yesterday about kind of the history of time, and today we're talking about the magical properties. Now, this comes to us from PlentifulEarth.com, and they say, Time can be used in spells and magical recipes for beauty, courage, happiness, good health, protection, fairy communication. Guess I wasn't wrong yesterday, woot woot. Psychic ability, improvement, and prevention of nightmares. So, let's say you want to use time for beauty. You can make an infusion of fresh time to create a beauty potion for your skin. Anoint yourself in or add to your bath water to evoke beauty. Burn a sprig to help with courage. It is said that the space between the leaves of this plant is the doorway to the fae. Grow this herb in your garden to win favor. Combine this herb with uh, majorium in a sachet for happiness. Use this ingredient in part of your healing spell to increase the amount of healing energy in a sacred space. Sleep with this herb under your pillow to create a sleep eye or create a sleep pillow to ward off bad dreams. Create a floor wash for protection. Anoint your third eye for psychic ability. Make a broom with time to sweep in away negative energy. Make a magically charged pillow filled with this herb to add to your child's favorite stuffed animal to help them sleep. And combine thyme essential oil with your favorite carrier oil to make a special massage potion. Love. All right, moving into some headlines. How accurate are the monster depictions in Supernatural? Now, I thought this was interesting because we tend to talk about, like, cryptids and creatures sometimes. And I often will talk about movies and go, hey, do I think this is accurate? So I thought this was a pretty cool thing to look at and go, are they accurate? So they have a bunch here. So I'm just going to go over some of the, like, pod favorite creatures. First, the Banshee. One of Ireland's most frightening and enduring tales revolves around the Banshee, a mythical being with ties to the Fae. The Banshee has an otherworldly scream that serves as an eerie prelude to impending death. The Banshee's wail is bone-chilling and high-pitched, and although sightings are rare, her haunting cries pierce the stillness, often in the dead of night, signaling that someone's time is near. Now, in Supernatural, the show takes all of these points into account, but then ams it up with an introduction of a malevolent Banshee, a creature who feeds off her victims after pushing them to harm themselves interesting 
So it's almost like a banshee, but like almost met with like a succubus sort of thing there. Interesting. Next we have the Rugaru, which they spell wildly incorrect in this article. Uh, I didn't even notice that's what it was at first. So the Rugaru is deeply rooted in Cajun folklore and is described as a creature with the body of a man and the head of a wolf or dog. It haunts the swamps of Louisiana, particularly in pursuit of misbehaving children. These tales likely find their origins in European werewolf folklore carried by the Cajun people during their migration to Louisiana. Now, in Cajun lore, how someone turns into a Rougarou is unclear. But in Supernatural, a Rougarou is a genetic mutation in humans that won't manifest until the carrier eats human flesh. Once that happens, the mutation induces an insatiable cannibalistic appetite. So that actually sounds more like a Wendigo, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, they have one on Wendigo. Stemming from indigenous North American mythology, the Wendigo is a malevolent creature that manifests either, either as a monster with human traits or as a malevolent spirit that has taken possession of a human, thus making it a monster. Linked to both folklore and the, a real form of psychosis, the Wendigo is connected to themes of cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and societal taboos. Now, in Supernatural, the depiction of the Wendigo seems to stay true to the original myth behind the creature, telling a tragic story of prolonged isolation, then cannibalism out of desperation. The indigenous American folklore emerges not just as a horrific tale, but as a societal lesson that teaches how important cooperation is to survival. Nice. I like to see that they got the Wendigo correct. I don't like that we made Banshees bad. That's not my fave. And I don't like how they kind of just made the Rougarou a Wendigo. But, you know, it's the CW. You know, we're asking for a lot. Anyways, I'm going to throw this over to our Moon Correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, January 30th. The waning gibbous moon moves from the accounting of Virgo to the scales of Libra today. Here, the moon squares Venus. There could be some tension between you and a loved one today. The moon in Libra wants to compromise, to find some common ground. Venus in Capricorn isn't interested in compromise. It wants to get things done no matter the cost. You'll have to find the balance between these two energies today. No matter how close you are to your goal, it's not always the best idea to steamroll your way into it. And no matter how much you'd like to keep the peace, sometimes we must have some short-term pain to meet the long-term needs. Take some time with these decisions today. Drive the conversation when you need to, but leave room for the opinions of others. Your daily moon mantra is, Compromise makes a good umbrella, but a poor roof. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Revolution of a Witch is a prompt journal made for witches by witches. Do you believe in good versus evil? What three items would be used to summon you? Who has been the most impactful person in your practice? These questions are meant to not only help you think about life from new perspectives, but to elevate your magic as well. 
Whether you want to write your responses and move on, or use this journal as a jumping off point for future conversations with friends, Evolution of a Witch is a judgment-free space for you to share your thoughts and ideas. Evolution of a Witch by best-selling author Tanya Brown is available for order online at your local bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So we're talking about Embolk this week. And yesterday we talked about the history, Bridget, how Bridget became Saint Bridget, and just kind of the basics of the holiday. Now, I am in a position to actually celebrate this year, and I haven't been in a very long time. So I asked all of you on Facebook, how do you celebrate? And here's what some of you said. Tori writes, bonfires. I like lots of rustic breads, meat roasts, and garden prep all day. I love that. It's like you're kind of bringing in the harsh winter aspect with the bonfires and the rustic breads and um, the meats. Uh, but I like that you're starting to prep your garden, right? We're seeing that slow evolution into uh, planting season. Carrie says, one of the things we do is start our indoor seeds. Oh, that's perfect. Especially since you can't do so um, in the ground. This year, we have many greenhouses with lights for our Grove members with a variety of seeds to choose from. As they plant their seeds, they also plant their intentions. Classic. Kimberly says, pouring an offering of milk onto the ground. I like that. That's very um, akin to like trying to fertilize the ground, right? Like the symbolic pouring of milk on the ground is like um, wishing the ground fertility once it awakens. Teresa says, I have started making a Bridget's Cross from local reeds I harvest. Cute. Yeah, we definitely saw a lot yesterday about Bridget Crosses, effigies, uh, dollies, and things like that. Betty says, I observed it last year and I liked it. I planned a more robust walk, hike for that morning to spend more time in nature and choose a meditation to stop and do while out. I also started garden seeds indoors and a lot of other plant gardening things. Basically started it off with some good time in nature and then gardened the rest of the day. Lilith says, I used to go to this festival and this year i think i might do a camping event instead bonfires and rivers nicole we make rosemary cheddar biscuits delicious um isn't there like a famous cheddar biscuit out there it's like red lobster red lobster biscuits those are delicious Lilith says, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> she says, it's cold. Legit. I'm trying to figure out how to successfully grow fruit while I'm traveling and in zone six, unpredictable climate. This bulk, I'm dedicating to that purpose, asking for Earth to give me some serious help this year, practicing food production in a controlled space. I'm going to write a ritual for this intention, and I'm going to set up a cantaloupe seed on my countertop hydroponic set and see how that rolls. I'm going to weed and tend all to the potted plants, worm for worm who fertilize everything and rotate my worm bin. Write a plan for things to try when the weather permits and I start to travel. 
Caitlin says, I'm excited to read, the, read these responses. I haven't celebrated Embolk before. I tend to be most present during the solstices and equinoxes, but this year I would like to be mindful of the in-betweens too. Agree. And like really the biggest um, pattern I'm seeing here in terms of like our listener celebrations is this planning aspect, right? Um, you know, Tori is pl planning her garden prep, you know? Uh, Carrie is planning intentions. Kimberly is like planning for the ground to be fertile. Uh, let's see. Lilith is planning for how to, you know, have good fruit production. And uh, I love that. It's really definitely a planning holiday, right? Because if you think historically, there wasn't much you could really do out there. It was cold and it was harsh and the ground was frozen. So it's not like you could actively or actionably do things. And I think for some of us who are maybe actionable people or actionable signs, that can feel a little maddening, right? When you're very action-oriented, when you feel like you're being held back from doing that, it can be really frustrating. It can be maddening. But kind of funneling that energy into planning, I think, is a brilliant way when you're enabled to do action. So you plan so that when you have that ability again, you are ripe for the doing. We are still doing our planning series. I had to postpone it a bit because I'm moving homes. And when you're moving a two-bedroom apartment all by yourself, that is a lot of work and stressful. Um, so I appreciate everyone being patient with me. Honestly, everybody, thank you for being patient with me. Patreon people, thank you for being patient. Witchway people, thanks for being patient. Pod people, thanks for being patient. I just appreciate it because uh, I did. I had no clue this month was going to be such an insane month for me, and I feel so lucky that I've curated such a wonderful environment that I have that support, and I very much appreciate it. So, in terms of in bulk, what am I going to do? Well, that's a good question. And tomorrow and Thursday, we're actually going to have more examples of things you can do solo or with groups to celebrate Embolk. But just going off what I'm seeing people say here, I think I'm going to spend Embolk. I think I'm going to take the day off because it's the first and the second. Um, so let's see. When is the first? The first is Thursday. The second is Friday. I think I'm going to take the second off, take Friday off, and I'm going to spend that day planning. Well, I guess it's not really off if you're planning, but I'm just going to plan. I'm going to plan my year. I'm going to plan podcasts for the year. I'm going to plan the magazine. I'm going to plan uh, the Grimoire Society. I'm going to plan our Patreon. I'm just going to really channel that inspiration of Embolk and do all of my planning as much as possible. Oh, and academy planning as well. But let me tell you, I'm always, I'm always inspired for that. That you can't stop me. I love it. Um, so I think that's a really good idea. So for anyone listening, if you're like, oh, Tanya, like I love the idea of making an effigy. I love the idea of inviting my coven members over for maybe a rustic meal. But I'm gonna be honest, the holidays have just ended. I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I don't really have it in me to do anything special. Okay, I hear you. I get it. Get it? I understand. So I'm going to give all those people one exercise so that if you do it, you can say, yes, I did successfully celebrate in bulk. And you know, um, one exercise I want you to do is take a piece of paper and I want you to write down a list of 
five. So one, two, three, four, five. And I want you to write down for step one, something I want to do to grow my magical identity. Step two, something I want to do to make my living space more pleasant. Step three, something I want to do for my work and career. Step four, something I want to do to nurture my relationships. And step five, something I want to learn and explore this year. And if you can just write down something for all five, something, I think that is sufficient planning to say that, yes, you celebrated in bulk. All right. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Catherine Lofren. Catherine, you scrumptious, formidable witch. Veronica Fani, you wicked, dreamlike vampire slayer. Cassidy Tanel, you hospitable avant-garde starfish. And Lex, you cunning, brilliant woodland fairy. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card poll. Our card today is Influencer from Roast Iconic Oracle. Are you using your power for good or evil? Choose wisely. All right, witches. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, sex headlines, sources. Anything we talked about today can be found in your podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.